Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. My winter nights are taken up by static stress and holiday shopping traffic. I close my eyes and I'm somewhere else. Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, Holiday Edition on the radio. Turn it up. I'm Bo Matthews. That's Mark Cox. And we've got a full show for you, including a reason to get out this weekend. Get your party on if you're a uh, Yellowstone fan. Uh, My wife and I have been watching a show called Heartland, which is like 74 seasons out of Canada. That's really good. Um, it is. No, it's really a good program. But anyway, if you're a Yellowstone fan, I understand and I believe that the fan base for the PBR is ramping up. Anytime you put a cowboy hat on and cowboy boots gives you another reason to shop, ladies and gentlemen. But then it gives you a reason to get out uh, to events like the PBR, the Professional Bull Riders. Um, and and it, it did it. It did it back in the urban cowboy days. You remember that? I mean, that was like a craze. Well, Yellowstone's doing that again. So uh, we are going to be talking to Marcus Mast from the PBR. He'll be in town at the Enterprise Center this weekend. And we have not Taylor Swift, but somebody just like Taylor Swift who grew up on a tree farm. See how I'm I'm sliding that in there? I like that. Yeah. Trying to sell it, man. It's not Taylor Swift. But somebody close. That's true. And you're gonna love you're gonna love uh, her story and tell you where you can go ahead and pick out your favorite uh, Christmas tree or that tree for the holidays. Bo coming knows. Up this weekend. Bo knows Taylor Swift. I I, I, I was going to wait for him to name drop a little bit, but everybody else is having to get in line on Ticketmaster to go see Taylor Swift, and Bo knows Taylor Swift. You can get I'm, Christmas I'm, cards from her. Is this true? Uh, well, in the past, okay. uh, I'm, I'm 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 an OG Swifty. Can I say it that way? <laughs> the OG Swifty. So you know, in in the country radio days, uh, you know Taylor was a bulldogger. I mean, she really was working it, and you know, going to meet every radio station she could. She came into St. Louis several times. She would drop uh, birthday cards, and we bring up Taylor because she grew up on a Christmas tree farm. So right, anyway, right. that's that connection. But uh, she would go through, and she would like take a birthday card and scratch out "Happy Birthday" and just say "Thank you for the visit." And write something personal and sweet, and I believe that she still does that. Now I haven't I haven't received one in years, 
But who teaches somebody like that? Who yeah. raises somebody like that? Uh, her attention to detail is phenomenal. And you know what? She is who she is. She's Taylor Swift. It's it's a great story. I, I remember the first time I ever heard her name. I owned a boat at the time. It was a Sea Ray. And I used to get a magazine called Sea Ray Magazine. Okay. And she was on the... There was a girl on the cover of Sea Ray Magazine sitting on the front of a Sea Ray holding a guitar... And you could see her family in the back of the boat. And it said, Nashville's next big recording star. And it was a shot of her signing inside of the article her first contract. And it talked about the fact that she must have only been 15 or so, 12 or 15 years old at the time. And that they they had land on a lake outside of Nashville somewhere. And that was their Sea Ray boat, which was the connection to the magazine. And then it just told the story of her, what she hoped to do as a recording artist. And she was only doing country at that point. So Yeah, well, yeah. she's definitely moved into the bigger world of pop and all that. Uh, but yeah, I remember back in, in Vegas at the award shows, all they would they would cattle uh, call all these uh, young artists in. And she was like the first one there at like 14, 15 years <laughs> old. She just wanted to learn everything she could. But she, she really raised her clout when she went to Europe uh, to hire the... Uh, the, the oh, what what's the uh, Carl might want to help me out here? Oh no, the Wicked costume crew to do the costumes for her show that she travels the world oh, the with Broadway show. Yes, and I thought, man, that that's impressive. And that's her parents are level. really nice. Yeah, it is. It, it's savant. I mean, she is a savant. But anyway, hey, it is Second Amendment of the Great Outdoors, by the way. Pew pew. It is pew pew. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk uh, more about the tree farm and all that coming up here uh, shortly. Speaking of the Second Amendment, Bo, I don't know if you heard this or not. Uh, this week uh, on my show, I played this bite from President Joe Biden. Now, of course, uh, there have been a couple of high profile shootings around the country, uh, the, neither of which really fit all of the narrative that they like when they start talking about uh, banning guns immediately after a shooting. One of them was down in in at the Walmart, right, in, in uh, uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. Oh, terrible. Terrible tragedy. The minute it happened, it, it sounded like it was a workplace shooting, which it ended up being. We found out that the young man didn't have a criminal record, although everybody thought he was a little strange. And he got mad at people, went and bought a handgun, and shot a few people. Well, this this obviously doesn't fit the narrative of banning so-called assault weapons, as uh, the president likes to call them all the time. So he came up with this beauty this week. Listen. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero. None. Not a single solitary rationale for it except profit for the gun manufacturer. Can you do anything about gun laws during the lame duck, sir? I'm going to try. What will you find? I'm going to try to get rid of assault weapons. Just so out of touch with reality, so clearly never been informed or educated about firearms. I would guess, you know, I've got revolvers and semi-automatic handguns, that semi-auto handguns are predominantly what's sold these days. If you go to a store to buy a handgun, it's a semi-automatic. If you're a duck hunter, which we're in the middle of duck season now, uh, and you go out and buy a shotgun that holds four or five rounds in the you know in the tube, that's a semi-automatic weapon. It 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 uses the the gas from the first 
round that's fired to push to eject that empty shell and load the next one in without the person holding the gun having to do anything. That's the definition of a semi-automatic weapon. They're as common as shoes in America these days. Most weapons that are manufactured are semi-automatic weapons. And the president's talking about the fact that he doesn't even understand why semi-automatic weapons are still allowed in this country. It's it's such an out-of-touch comment, it's really hard to fathom. Well, if he's going to outlaw uh, semi-automatic or try to outlaw semi-automatic weapons in our country, well, does that mean his Secret Service has to uh, uh, go with a, a single-shot uh, a single shot handgun or a single shot rifle, uh, because they're all using semi-automatics. It of is course. insanity. He just it doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, I remember when when Lida Cruson, the mayor in St. Louis at the time, she was I think she was still an older woman before she became mayor, floated a a, a weapons bill that would ban it. She in her mind, I know what she had in mind. She thought it would ban just these scary black rifles um, that they refer to as assault weapons. If you read it. It outlawed just about every handgun you could imagine because of the magazine capacity and all of that that she described in there. It was clearly written by somebody who didn't had never handled any of those weapons, but like looked it up on uh, Wikipedia or something. It was it was pathetic. And clearly, this is the same situation. The president doesn't even either he doesn't understand the issues, or the next target of the left is not just scary black assault rifles, but every common handgun and rifle sold in America. He said no social redeeming qualities in, in a semi-automatic. Are you crazy? I know. <laughs> that, th- th- this is, this is uh, to the point of, you know, good guys with guns. Uh, there are a lot of bad guys with guns that are taken out with good guys with guns that are yes. trained, that are safe. Uh, it, it, and, and then, uh, the left wants to pump up, defund the police. Now you have, you haven't heard a lot of that lately, but if you're going to defund the police, how the heck am I supposed to protect myself? And I don't think those both can happen at the same time. You cannot defund the police and take away firearms. Channel two had a story this week, uh, Bo, about a lawsuit that's been filed against St. Louis County regarding a 911 call that was placed. A child was drowning up in North County. The, they ran over to use the phone. It was a VOIP, which means it was an online phone system. Yeah. It routed the call to Colorado somewhere, right? <sighs> so they, they received the call in Colorado. They tried to route it back to St. Louis. It went to the city of St. Louis 911 center and went to voicemail. Oh, my. So to your point, not that this was connected to a shooting. When you call 911, you might get voicemail. Right. You need to be able to protect yourself, and you have a group of people who unfortunately are in charge right now who don't believe in that anymore, and this, uh, this battle will continue because we're not going to let them get away with it. You know, the other, the other issue is there's a lot of people that listen to this program, Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, that spend time or even live rurally. And guess what? That makes uh, police officers or uh, sheriffs, law enforcement, that much further away from what is going on. And, and as you well know, when something's happening, it's happening right this second. Yeah. There's no time necessarily to call uh, 911. There's also the same reason why people uh, will carry a loaded firearm with a shell in the chamber because things happen that quickly. Yes. You may not have time to slide that back to, to, to put one in 
the chamber. I do want to point out, though, uh, Santa Claus. Dear Santa, I would like a semi-automatic shotgun for Christmas. <laughs> I've been looking at the options out there. It is yes. just amazing. Do you have one? Do you have one? Come on, tell me you have one. Of course I do. What? Which one? Are you talking? No, you're not talking like one of the se- home self-defense shotguns? Yeah. I do yeah. not have one of those, no. I thought you were oh, talking about a semi-automatic okay. shotgun. I do have one of those. I guess we're on the but- naughty list. <laughs> Probably. We must be. My- I-, I know people that do have them. They're pretty cool looking. That's for sure. Oh, my gosh, and and the way they work, absolutely. Uh, So, anyway, uh, you know, hats off to those that are standing strong with the Second Amendment, but it is, uh, that's just insanity. And it's not like the first time we heard something crazy come out of the president's mouth. Well, and it's a, you know, they're now in the lame duck, and they're not, they're they're just throwing darts because they don't know that they're they're never going to get that accomplished. I don't believe they'll never get 60 votes in the Senate, but still you you have to listen to what people tell you. Uh, you have to listen to what's coming out of their mouth and believe them. That's kind of what they're after for sure. Yep. Hey, coming up, so. speaking of a Yellowstone, Bo brought it up earlier. Going to be a lot of Yellowstone fans over here at the Enterprise Center this weekend. If you've <laughs> never gone to a PBR event, I'm telling you what, it's exciting. The people that do this for a living, I have so much respect for them. Because I could never imagine strapping myself on a very mad 1,200-pound animal. It's only eight seconds. You can last that long. (laughs) We'll see. It's all coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Merry Christmas. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Mark Cox, Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman, and uh, you. And thanks for listening to the show. I uh, hope everybody had a good uh, Thanksgiving last weekend. Still eating turkey? I ate turkey all the way till Tuesday. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's that's just what I do. I, I, I did, And I didn't even finish the whole thing. Anyway, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory for your holiday shopping needs. They are ready for you. Whether it's accessories, ammo, or you want to give a firearm, they have ways to do that where it's safe and the uh, the recipient gets exactly what they want. Start your journey for your holiday shopping at RazorbackArmory.com. Get their address and head to the pair and tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory. Now, this special guest is, uh, is uh, here because it's a special weekend. You thought Guns and Hoses was big, and it is probably the biggest beer selling event I hear from uh, Greg Brown. Uh, but PBR has got to be running uh, right alongside of it. For the 25, uh, 25th time in history, the professional bull riders unleash the beast. will be back here in St. Louis this weekend. And if you've never been, dude, it's like monster trucks, but even better because it's real cowboys, real steak on the in the arena. And we have one of their uh, their top cowboys, Marcus Bast. Welcome to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, sir. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, and, uh, so you tour around like a rock star, you got, uh, Minneapolis, you got Albany after the St. Louis uh, trip. Um, are the crowds much different in all the cities you go to? Cause I'm thinking them Northerners, you know, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, 
it varies from event to event, but obviously most of the big cities we go to, the we've been there before, and the people, the crowd knows what it's like, and um, the crowd, the the fans are awesome everywhere we go. Yeah. Well, we should point out, Marcus, that uh, you are riding this year for the Kansas City Outlaws, right? There, there are there only two Missouri-based pro bull riding teams right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, We're, uh, you, you've, I mean, it's kind of um, invigorated you, hasn't it? You've, you've had some great rides. Yeah, it's been it's been an awesome awesome deal being being a part of the Kansas City Outlaws and having a coach and being able to be on a team and um, it's a it's a little bit different aspect of bull riding. You know, bull riding is supposed to be an individual sport, but they're working on making it a team sport now. And one thing I like about it is. Everybody says, well, bull riding ain't a team sport. It's an individual sport. And the way I look at it, you know, it is It is an individual sport. And we still, our job is still the same. We still got to ride our bulls and do our job. And, I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's just kind of like baseball. It's, I mean, once you get up to, to the plate to hit your ball, your team can't help you. Yeah. I mean, once once you get on, once you get a base hit, then that's where your team can help you, and it's the same way with this. Is you know, once once we get up into that shoot on our bull, our team can't help us ride our bull. We can do our job. We got to ride our bull. Once we get a score, then our next next guy in line, he can get a score and push us further to that second base or wow, even to that cool. home run. Yeah, it's kind of like NASCAR in a way because yeah. you're working together. Uh, that, that that's pretty cool, I, and that's you know the evolution of what you guys do uh, every single year. It gets better and better. You know, uh, Marcus, what would you say the biggest uh, changes in the sport? Because I mean, you can look at motocross, you can look at skateboarders, and and it seems like they always figure out a different move, a new move. MMA, they're talking a lot now about uh, lower leg kicks is a thing that really wasn't around for a long time. How do you think uh, the PBR has changed when it comes to technique? I mean, this this team aspect of it has definitely thrown a big change in it. And there's, I mean, it's uh, the bulls are always getting better. The the breeding of the bulls, you know, these bulls are bred to do this, and it's in their blood, and they love it as much as we do, and they get bred better and better every year, and um, it's getting to more. You know, back in back when they first started, it was just a couple of straight cowboys that yeah. said, "My hold my beard and watch this." <laughs> and you know, now it's getting to the point where a lot of the guys that are riding ain't even cowboys. That's they're strictly bull riders. Like they're they're athletes. They we train every day to better ourselves in it. And like me, I didn't even. I mean, I grew up on a dairy farm, but I didn't grow up a cowboy out west, you know, where where we got ranches and all that stuff, you know. Right. Um, it's getting more to the point where you got to be a true athlete to be able to ride at the highest level there is. Well, I I think that's great. I'd never really thought of it of it before. Is um, 
a sport where you needed a coach. I, I almost, you know, I've gone to a bunch of rodeos and I see the professional bull riding, and it looks like some people are just really gifted at being able to do this. But uh, what is the what is the coach added for you this year, Marcus? The, the coach the coach deal has done a lot for me. You know, for me, um, obviously J. W. Hart is my coach, and. You know, really, we wouldn't need a coach, but the simple point of what we got a coach for is he can tell us little things that we did wrong, and just like this weekend, you know, I bucked off of a bull I shouldn't, I didn't think I should have, and he was there, and I asked him, you know, I mean, I I felt like I was right where I needed to be, and the next thing I knew, I was bucked off, and I, you know, I <laughs> was able to go back behind the shoots and say, hey, what what the heck did I even do? What? what bucked me off and then he can point out you know what happened or what he felt like happened and just little things you know that they can point out or even little things in our riding style you know that he that they think we could better and something to work on to ride bulls better wow and it, it's well, been it's huge to have a coach I think that's fantastic. I've never heard of such a thing until this year. Um, you know, I've, I've got to ask you, we got Marcus Mast, uh, PBR uh, Cowboy, that's going to be uh, performing along with a whole bunch of others this weekend. Two shows. Uh, let, let's sell some tickets, Marcus. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that I thought that the bull, PBR did, the bull riding, way back 20 years ago, was they brought in the pyrotechnics, they brought in the loud music and the smoke. Um, and that's part of the, that's, it's like the, uh, the wrestlers, you know, when they, when they, you know, put a show on, you're putting a show on, um, the cow, the, uh, the clowns that are out there, the, uh, the ones that are saving your butt, uh, you got to have a special relationship with those guys and, and they do bring a lot to the show for the fans, don't they? Oh yeah. I mean, they, they, there's a whole different level of respect for those guys and, in my opinion, than what guys should have them for bull riders. You know, I mean, they, we might put ourselves out on, on the lot, our lives on the line for one bull a night or maybe two bulls a night, but they don't only do it just one or two bulls a night. They do it for 50 bulls a night. Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, they, you know, we get in a bad spot. They don't think twice to jump in and put their, themselves in an even worse spot to save our buck. So it, can you I name mean, a couple yeah, we, that? Uh, can you name a couple that we can look for this weekend? Yeah, we'll probably. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on who we'll see, but I'm pretty sure we'll probably have Cody Webster and Lucas Teodoro in there for sure. Probably very likely uh, Jesse Byrne. Nice. So we'll be Jesse, sure. Jesse Jesse Byrne is a Canadian. Um, he he does a really good job. Of, does does a really good job and. And Cody Webster, he's one of the best out there, obviously. And Lucas Teodoro, he's from Brazil. He's an awesome guy as well. You know, I was looking. I you you mentioned baseball earlier, and and some of the similarities here. And I was looking earlier at your at your uh, what do you call this? Your on bull percentage, your OBP, because at one point you were riding fifty percent of your bulls, and I mean that'd be like that, is that like batting five hundred in the major leagues? Yeah, that'd be the same, basically the same thing, yeah. <laughs> What's your OBP, your on-bull percentage? I like that. 
Hey, um, hey Marcus, a, a question for you. Um, when you uh, when you have to do the PR for the PBR, like you're on the you're on the phone doing an interview with us, what are, what other obligations do you guys get to you know to do or uh, opportunities that you get to do? Now, St. Louis is home to a PBR nightclub. Uh, do some of the Cowboys go over there after the uh, after the performance and hang out and meet people, or how, how does that work? Or do you go to some children's hospitals? How does that work? Uh, there's there's certain certain cities you do different stuff. I'm I'm not I'm actually not even 100 percent sure what where I'm going this weekend. <laughs> I got to go somewhere Friday. Uh, I think I go to the Enterprise. Uh, no, this is. Yeah, you're coming to you. You'll be at the Enterprise Center uh, the third and fourth, so that'd be coming up this weekend. Yeah, that's to ride Friday. I got to go somewhere Friday to do some PR <laughs> stuff. I'm not sure where it's at. It, it could be going to a children's hospital, which, in my opinion, would be an awesome experience. Yeah. Uh, but it could be uh, just going to as simple as going somewhere to sign autographs. Ah. Oh. Well, that's pretty the cool. Fans are fantastic. Do you ever get back home much? I know you're from uh, Middlebury, Indiana, right? Yes, I'm actually. That's why I missed my first, my the previous call I was supposed to have earlier with you guys. I was actually at home. I had scheduled a massage and an adjustment this morning, and I <laughs> totally forgot that I had double booked myself. And, uh, but yeah, Life I'll be home star. until Thursday morning. So. Thursday morning, I'll head down there to St. Louis, and then we'll get to uh, go to the hockey game Thursday night, I guess. Oh, nice, nice. Our producer, Carl, plays all the music for that. I'll make him play some PBR music for you that what night. Do you, what do you want to hear, oh, sir? <laughs> oh, I, I'll listen to whatever. I mean, I, I, I listen to about anything. <laughs> now, Marcus, uh, I, don't, I, really, I don't want – go ahead. I really do like the song "Walk on Water." It's it's an amazing song, and it it really if you if you actually just stop and listen to the words of it, it's it's really an awesome song. We'll Is that the Randy Travis song? Uh, no, it's by Thirty Seconds by Mars. Oh wow! Oh, nice. Jared Leto, or Thirty Seconds to Mars. <laughs> Jared Leto, yes, I'll I will try to get that on for you. Oh, we play that all the time, so we'll okay. we'll get you up there. Okay, Marcus, don't don't think I'm a dork here, but the fan base has got to have built since the fame of Yellowstone. Now, it's it's a cowboy show, obviously, but if you think back to the 80s with Urban Cowboy, the fan base, Hollywood leads the fan base. Wouldn't you say there's more Beth Duttons in the audience at some of these performances you're doing or John Dutton or Rip, you know, people that are wanting to be in the ring? Oh yeah, I mean it's actually it was actually kind of funny. I was sitting at a restaurant earlier this weekend, and I was sitting right close to these people, and I I don't like to eavesdrop, but I just happened to overhear them having a conversation about yeah they just got done watching the last episode of Yellowstone, and it was <laughs> awesome, and um. They had came to watch the board ride, and they were hoping to get to see somebody from Yellowstone. Oh, wow. <laughs> we were in Arizona, so you're probably not going to see somebody from the Yellowstone there. But, um, 
Well, that's great. Well, yeah. Mark, Marcus, we're we're looking forward to uh, seeing you and all the riders this weekend at the Enterprise Center, the Unleashed the Beast uh, for the PBR, the Professional Bull Riders, 25th time that they're going to be here uh, in Missouri doing that. And uh, congratulations on all your success this year. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. I look forward to being there. All righty. Well, great, great talking to you. That's uh, Marcus Mast, one of the riders on the uh, professional bull riders circuit. And I tell you, man, that is that's tough business, Bo. Yeah, getting a massage is tough business. Bro. Well, <laughs> I know, right. but I mean, I, those guys have to wear those vests that are like concrete, so in case they get stepped on by those oh, bulls, man. you got to be tough to do that. It's a good thing I'm too big to be a bull rider. Those guys are usually much smaller. <laughs> yeah, they're a little more. Yeah, the definitely. Definitely. No doubt about that. They're wiry. <laughs> Definitely, They're wiry. You. you bet they are. They're wiry. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, who wants, a, who wants a, a, a real Christmas tree this year? Oh, nice. Anybody? Nice. Yes. I looked it up. You did? Yep. There's almost 40% of people that still do the real Christmas tree. Sweet. And uh, we're going to talk to the folks from the Mirt uh, Tree Farm coming up and find out about supply and all that good stuff straight ahead on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's that time of year when you uh, notice the cars uh, driving by you on the highway with a tree strapped on the roof. And hopefully... They're all coming from the uh, Mirt Tree Farm, and we've got Victoria Mirt joining us here on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Victoria, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Just to remind people, you guys are down in the, in Oak, the Oakville area, and in fact, Festus. no, no, Festus. They started in Festus. Oakville. I'm sorry. And then they moved to... Carl was there last year, so I he did. knows, right? There's a picture of me flopping like a fish with a nice saw <laughs> on my bottom <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me get let me get this right. A fourteen thousand five sixty Dry Fork Road in Festus. Is that correct? Yes, that is okay. correct. All right, I got it right that time. I apologize. Uh, but how how are things? Uh, I mean, it's a, you, this is the season, right? This is the season. Yeah, things have been going actually really good this year. Um, you know, I know everybody's kind of had a little bit of a rough year with everything that's been going on with the economy, but. Thankfully, it seems like people are still coming out and still keeping their getting their Christmas tree tr- as a tradition. Uh, you know, Victoria, uh, one thing I thought of prior to this phone call was to talk about the growing season for you because you actually grow trees on your farm. Yes. Yes. So many people had tough times uh, with their gardens this year because it was so dry. It was so hot. Uh, how does that affect your Christmas trees? 
Well, actually, it's really funny that you say that. Somehow we were blessed with literally every little cell of rain hit our farm. So we did not have a drought at the farm this year. Living right. We have no idea how that happened, but we are very grateful. (laughs) We do have um, two of our patches do run irrigation. So we do, we will run a drip line if, there is a big drought, but we were actually more worried about our pumpkins not coming in because there was so much rain at the farm this summer. It was absolutely crazy. Wow, that, that's good. So how many acres of trees do you have down there? So it's 150 acres total, and I believe we grow on about 100 acres. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, it's just obviously replenishing uh, all the time. How long does it take you to grow a tree for the average size Christmas tree somebody's going to pick out? So the kinds that we grow, the scotch pine and white pine, they grow anywhere from 12 to 18 inches a year. Um, And then we also have Norway spruce. They're a little bit slower growing. They only grow about mm, 10 to 12 inches a year. So you got to figure to get an eight foot tree, you're talking anywhere from six to eight years. Wow. That's very cool. You know, there's a lot of people that have vaulted ceilings and yet they still hang with like a six-footer or a seven-footer. And it's really, it's not that much more difficult to transport a 12-footer or 14-footer. It just depends on how much it hangs over the end of your vehicle or in your pickup truck. Um, do you help <laughs> folks uh, pick out the the right one for their for their living room? Yeah, I mean, so mainly our pre-cuts is where we have a lot of our people. For the most part, though, we just kind of say, here's the trees, here's the wagons, hop on and hand you a saw and say, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) And our pre-cuts, though, because your Fraser fir trees are going to be so much heavier because it's a lot denser of a tree. Um, We do have people that will help you, especially get those monsters. We Anything over 12 foot, we have to lift with a bobcat Ah. um, because it's that heavy. I mean, they're hundreds of pounds. Now, will you install uh, a tree or will you deliver a tree? Is that a feature you offer or no? We do not. That's something we've never really done. Um, We will help you tie on top of your car. (laughs) If you need help tying, we will, but that's about it. (laughs) Yes, select your tree carefully. If you pick one that's too big... It's all on you to get it home. No, I, I, it I is see your all on you. <laughs> I see you your point there. You can Clark Griswold bet on. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. This is such a tradition. You know, I know when we talked last year, I remember specifically um, you kind of had a date in mind as to the, the the best time for people to come down there before you were going to start getting running out of, of trees, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. What what is that going to be this year? Do you have any idea? So as of right now, we're still planning on being open the three weekends. So we just went through our first weekend, um, this Black Friday weekend. We're still going to go through this weekend and next weekend. But we're still thinking the cutoff date is going to be around December, I think, 18th or 19th. is kind of what we're talking about is having the cutoff date just to close down our fields and I mean the problem that we ran in we're running into is we don't have anything really tall in our fields we have tons of eight foot and under lots of eight foot trees in our fields but anything anybody's wanting like those 12 foot trees there's just no selection so we are going to continue to overplant in the springtime so we can grow the taller trees and cut off our fields sure no I get that 
you know, I uh, I was uh, doing some research, and nearly 40% of Americans still buy a real tree for the holidays, and it sounds like you guys have a great selection. Tell us real quick about the history of your family. You, but did you basically grow up on this Christmas tree farm? Yes, I did. <laughs> like so, Taylor Swift. Um, pretty much, yep, I know. And I'm living in a real-life Hallmark movie. It's Aww. fine. <laughs> um, so... My papa and great papa started the farm in Oakville. So there was right off Yeager Road, there was my great papa had an additional six acres in the back of his house. And papa and him just kind of got together. There were six kids, and they are very big on everybody going to college. So it was kind of a means to pay for college for all the kids as extra income. So papa did this on the side, he was a manager at Boeing. It was McDonnell Douglas at the time, and this was a hobby for him. So, and then in 1975 or 76, they bought the acreage in um, Festus. So we actually ran the two farms for, I think it was almost 30 years. And then we closed the Oakville location in 2004 and moved all of our means to Festus. And now my mom runs it full time. And then I help do social media and the gift store, and we do events. We do, like, wreath decorating classes, and we have a craft fair in the fall time. So I manage all of that then and, you know, just trying to keep on keeping on. You know, I mean, I'm, there's not many of us around anymore, yeah. Christmas tree farms. So we love to keep the tradition alive, and we love our families that come every year. I mean, this past weekend, it's so good to see people who I've not seen in a year. (laughs) I only see some of these families once a year, so it's so good to see them. Yeah, and you also offer things for kids, like do you still have the the, the train ride? Yes, so we still have the train ride. We weren't able to run it this weekend because it was a little bit muddy and it kept getting stuck. Oh, no. (laughs) You think you have all the kinks worked out (laughs) even after 60 years, but, you know, you never can get all the kinks worked out. Never. That's great. There's always something. What a legacy. That is so cool to hear about you. It just it just the way you call out your papa and your great papa. I just I love those types of nicknames and it just it does sound like it's it's on the Hallmark channel as I'm watching it. Um I do yeah. want to point out not only do you have Christmas trees, you have pine roping for those people that are wanting to do that and you got a great website with all kinds of stuff uh for people to uh, check out. But again, it's a it's an event for a family. It's a tradition. If it maybe it's your first tradition, uh, you know, maybe you get a new family with little ones and you're wanting to do this as a, a tradition for 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 years. Well, you got to start somewhere and Mirror Tree Farm is definitely the place you can do that. You want to talk about the hours real quick, Victoria, about uh, w- when you guys are open? Yeah, so right now we're open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30. The, on the weekends, the last wagon ride will go out at 4 p.m. Just because it gets so dark, so we're going to limit it to 4.30 this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. And, you know, as somebody who uh, many years ago, my mother had an allergy uh, to pine. So we moved away from real trees a long time ago. What, what, are the, what are the tips you give people when they buy the tree to keep it fresh uh, all the way through the holidays? So actually funny, I'm allergic to pine as well. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what? So I get a so so I get a Fraser fir tree. I'm a less allergic to the fir than I am the pine. So I still put a real tree up every year. Um, but no, I'm like I'm really allergic to the <laughs> pine trees, which everybody finds hysterical. But it's oh, yeah. fine, no big deal. Um, we always just tell people make sure that you cut whenever you bring your tree 
before you put it in the sand, cut off an inch at the bottom because just like flowers, the base will resap over and you want your tree to drink water. So recut the bottom of the tree before you put it in the sand. And then once your tree goes in the sand, just make sure you keep it watered. Yeah. Good. Good advice. We appreciate that. Uh, how exciting. It's exciting. Are you in the yeah. spirit yet, Mark? I am. Absolutely. We, we, they made me put all my decorations up this weekend. The, my wife and daughter were riding me like a rented mule. They're like, you got to get out there and get these decorations up before the family comes over. So, yeah, I've got it all done. So, so Victoria, when you see the families coming around, dads are pretty haggard uh, from what's been going on at the house, right? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yep. You can kind of see it on their faces that everybody has been already decorating for a while. I've been, my house has been decorated except for my tree since October 28th. Wow. So, oh my gosh. That's so it, I don't, my whole thing is I don't have time to decorate at this point. So I get it all done before the crazy happens and then I can put, I'm actually going to put up my tree tonight. Well, Well, uh, Victoria, it's really cool to hear the story and hear about uh, your farm down there. Congratulations on another uh, bumper crop year. Uh, We hope it's a great season. So get down. Again, it's not just weekends. You can go down there during the week as well to get your live tree from Mirt Tree Farm. And the website for everybody to find you and social media, where can we find you? Um, So social media, you can just search Mirt Tree Farm. And then um, our website is MirtTreeFarm.com. If you're having problems spelling Mirt, our last name is Tree spelt backwards with an M in front. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, that's true. That's some college so you're having kids a problem right spelling? there. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Merry Christmas to you, Victoria. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Yeah, good good stuff. Uh, 14560 Dry Fork Road in Festus. I'll mention that one more time since I screwed it up at the top. I apologize for that. Uh, but get down spirit. to Mere Tree Form. Uh, you going again this year, Carl? I'm going to go again. We're going to bring the 95-year-old great-grandfather, too. Nice. He said, oh, you guys did that? Let's do it again this year. Ah, like, okay. Sweet. What a great spirit. That get, is so fun. Get some video out there chopping that tree down. I'm I'm bringing my own saw this year. Are you okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because their their saws are the ones everybody uses. If ah. you bring your own saw, you know it's perfectly sharp. I see. Is is it a chainsaw or no? Uh, you are allowed to bring chainsaws. They don't let you bring chainsaws. Ah. They don't okay, have them. They don't have them available. But if you bring your own, it's encouraged. I see. Which is what we are going to do. Nice, nice, smart stuff. Hey, that's going to do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We'll see you around. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 